Good morning, everyone, and a very warm welcome to our service of Lessons and Carols, especially if you're visiting today. It's lovely to see Stuart Imperial with us and also Katrina's friend Hazel. And if there's anyone else I've missed, you are very welcome. Um, our service will be led by our minister, Katrina, and members of the choir and congregation, and will mostly proceed unannounced. Um, we are not using the screen today, but you'll find absolutely everything you need, including the Thank you so much, Anne, and it's great to see so many people that we've had to get out extra chairs and we've run out of orders of service. What a joy that is. Wonderful. So our service this morning is based on the traditional service of lessons and carols, but I've changed it to readings and carols because we've got more of everything. It's going to be really good fun, so just enjoy. Um, take a lead from the choir as to whether you should be standing or singing in, in the, the hymns and the songs, but if you do the opposite of anybody else, it doesn't matter. It's a party. It's a celebration. And I think um, if anybody is reading and thinks that I was going to provide them with a printed copy, they're on the lectern. <laughs> so we're going to start with a bidding prayer. This is a bidding prayer that is used in the King's College um, carol service with a few tweaks. And at the end of it, we join together, as is our custom here, saying the Lord's Prayer in the version, the language that feels the most normal and natural for each one of us. And if you don't know it, don't worry, it honestly doesn't matter. So let's come to God in prayer. Let's pray. We gather this morning to hear again the much-loved and familiar story of the birth of Jesus, the Christ of God. We listen again to the words of ancient prophets who dared to imagine a future in which God's peace would be experienced by all creation. Holy, hopeful God, who renews our joy as we celebrate the mystery of your coming among us, we offer our thanks and praise for your goodness, mercy and love. Yet, even as we do so, we know that beyond these four walls, this promise is yet to find full expression. And so we pray for the world of which we're part as we join in the words which Jesus would one day share with his closest friends as we say together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Thank you. 
And so we come to the day when we light the fourth candle on our Advent wreath. <coughs> our journey through Advent is drawing towards its close. And the words that we need to join in as congregation are printed on the bottom of the front page of the order of service. With those who are poor, we believe in life before death. With those who have nowhere to lay their head, we believe in life before death. With those who cannot rely on governments or the world community to help them, we believe in life before death. The Gospel of Luke tells us, Mary said, My heart praises God, my soul is glad because of God my Saviour for he has remembered me. From now on, all people will call me happy because of what God has done for me. We light the fourth candle on our Advent ring to remember Mary. Even though she was a young girl, and even though she was afraid, she said yes to God. In her life, she had to make hard journeys to Bethlehem, to Egypt, and even to Calvary, where she saw her son die. All over the world, women and men still accept hardship because they want to give their children a life worth living. So we light our candle because we refuse to give up hope, and that hope is stronger than anything in the world. In our watching and our waiting, come Lord Jesus. In our hopes and in our fears, come, come Lord, Lord Jesus. Jesus. In our homes and in our world, come, come Lord, Lord Jesus. Jesus.
calendar by Rowan Williams. He will come like last leaf's fall, one night when the November wind has flayed the trees to the bone and earth wakes choking on the mould, the soft shrouds folding. He will come like frost, one morning when the shrinking earth opens on mist to find itself arrested in the net of alien sword-set beauty. He will come like dark, one evening when the bursting red December sun draws up the sheet and Penny masks its eye to yield the star-snowed fields of sky. He will come, will come, will come like crying in the night, like blood, like breaking, as the earth rise to toss him free, he will come like child. Isaiah writes, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. 
His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace. For the throne of David and his kingdom, he will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onwards and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. <coughs> and the prophet Micah writes, But you, O Bethlehem of Ephrathah, who are one of the little clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to rule in Israel, whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labour has brought forth. Then the rest of his kindred shall return to the people of Israel. And he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall live secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth. Winter Solstice by Jane Kenyon The pines look black in the half-light of dawn. Stillness. While we slept, an inch of new snow simplified the field. Today of all days, the sun will shine no more than is strictly necessary. At the village church last night, the boys, shepherds and wise men, pressed close to the manger in obedience, wishing only for time to pass. But the girl dressed as Mary trembled as she leaned over the pungent hay and, like the mother of Christ, wondered why she had been chosen. After the pageant, a ruckus of cards, presents and homemade Christmas sweets. A few of us stayed behind to clear the bright scraps and ribbons from the pews and lift the pulpit back into place. <coughs> when I opened the hundred-year-old Bible to Luke's account of the Epiphany, Black dust from the binding rubbed off on my hands and on the altar cloth.
In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favoured one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God, and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his <coughs> kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High and will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her.
days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. region there were shepherds living in the fields keeping watch over their flock by night then an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified but the angel said to them do not be afraid for see I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people to you is born this day in the city of David a saviour who is the Messiah the Lord this will be a sign for you You'll find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favours. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, 
let's go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For you shall, from, from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the Magi and learned from them the exact time that the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. <coughs> when they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them, 
went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, of frankincense, and of myrrh. This was a moment when before turned into after and the future's uninvented timekeepers presented arms. <coughs> this was the moment when nothing happened. Only dull peace sprawled boringly over the earth. This was the moment when even energetic Romans could find nothing better to do than counting heads in remote provinces. And this was the moment when a few farm workers and three members of an obscure Persian sect walked haphazard by starlight straight into the kingdom of heaven. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, 
and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God <coughs> whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, or the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh, and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. Paint the Perfect Christmas by Miroslav Horeb. On top, you paint a sky as gossamer thin as seaweed. Below, you pour on a little darkness, 
heated to room temperature or a little higher. In the dark, a small tree will scratch its way up with cat's claws. The most beautiful tree beyond the dreams of all the world's forests. And the little tree starts shining by itself. And the whole picture sings with green joy and purple hope. And under that tree, you must now place what is most important. What you most wish for yourself. What crooners with guitars call happiness. It's easy for a cat. A cat will put a mouse there. A captain will put there the biggest jet-propelled halberd which can shoot, fire and salute. A sparrow will put there some blades of grass to nest in. A bureaucrat will put there a closed file with red tape. A butterfly will put there a new latex peacock's eye. But what will you put there? You consider, consider till the daylight fails, till the river has nearly flowed away, till even the light bulbs begin to yawn. You consider, and eventually in that darkness, you blot out a hazy white spot. A little like a ducket, a little like a boat, a little like the moon, <coughs> a little like the lovely face of another person. A hazy white spot, perhaps more of an emptiness or the opposite of something, like non-pain, like non-fear, like non-anxiety, a hazy white spot. And you go to bed and tell yourself, yes, now I know. Yes, next time, I'll paint the best Christmas ever. Our prayers this morning have a response. When I say the phrase, in this season of darkness, you're invited to join me in saying, be light for the world. So in this season of darkness, be light for the world. Let us pray. In this season of winter darkness, when days are short and nights are long, we come to you with our prayers, God who is perfect life. In this season of gifts, we look forward to enjoying the surprises and the imagination of those who give us presents. Yet, as we recall the child laid to rest in the manger, we think of those who will have nowhere to call home, let alone gifts or special meals. As we remember those who are homeless, those who have fled their homes due to abuse or violence, 
and those who seek asylum or refuge in lands they may never have chosen. May our hearts be moved to share in practical ways the love and acceptance we seek for ourselves. Giving God, in this season of darkness, be light for the world. In this season of family gatherings, we know we will experience both the delights and the frustrations of family life. Yet, even in the tensions, we're grateful to have people with whom to share. As we think of those who will be alone or lonely, perhaps because of frailty, illness or age, of those in care homes, hospitals and hospices, may our hearts be moved to make that phone call send that email or go to visit the friend, the neighbour who may otherwise spend a very lonely Christmas. Journeying God, in this season of darkness, be light for the world. In this season of special church services, we enjoy our favourite traditions and recall with affection past times and other places. We are grateful for our own church and for those who are part of it. Today we pray for our friends Jean and Walter, long-term and loyal active members of our church, asking you to bless them and those they love this Christmas time. We think also of the wider Baptist family of which we are a part, Praying for the churches in Westray, Westwood, White's Causeway, Wick, Wigtown and Wishaw as they reach out to their own communities in the Christmas and New Year period. Relational God, in this season of darkness, be light for the world. <coughs> in this season of national and global uncertainty and insecurity, where systems and structures groan or even begin to fall apart, we pray for a fresh vision of your desire for all creation, where justice, peace, hope and love are everyday experience. As we recall the song of the angels announcing peace and goodwill, we pray that we will have the courage and commitment to be your ambassadors in this time and this place. Redeeming God, in this season of darkness, be light for the world. Lord of light, you have come to draw us out of darkness into your glorious light. We come to you afresh this Christmas season, longing for a new start and another chance. Take our Christmas celebrations and fill them with the inextinguishable light of hope to sustain us through the coming year. This we ask in the newborn name of Christ, our Lord. Amen.
just before we close the service, can I express my thanks to the musicians, to the choir and to the readers who have just given us such a wonderful preparation for what comes ahead as we come to Christmas Day. We're having an unoffering today, um, as well as the offering we've just taken up. There is an unoffering. I'm going to start at this end and pass it all the way up. Can you take one and pass the rest along? Paul, can you take one and pass the rest along? These are to take home, and you can, if you wish, hang it on your own tree to open on Christmas Day, or you could give it to a friend or a neighbour or a relative, just as a little token present, and they too can open it up on Christmas Day. I'm hoping I did enough. I think I did 60. Um, some people will get white half envelopes because I ran out of full size, well, brown envelopes and have to move on to the other ones. But these are just a little something to take home, and as you open them on Christmas Day, to remember what it is we're celebrating and our part in making that promise of Emmanuel continue to be experienced in this place at this time.
joy of the angels, the eagerness of the shepherds, the perseverance of the wise men, the obedience of Joseph and Mary, and the peace of the Christ child be ours this Christmas. And may God bless us with gifts of hope, peace, joy and love, now and always. <laughs>